Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Here we go. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. So grateful. Yes. I I truly am amazed that we're past 500 episodes now. And uh, I appreciate uh, folks who sent me little congratulatory videos. Alan Cohen, thank you for taking time out of your day. And other friends... So blessed to be a part of this Course in Miracles community that I love so much. Very grateful. And let's begin with a blessing and a prayer. Ride that wave of gratitude right on up. Here we go. Let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful that the infinite intelligence that rules this universe, the love intelligence that is everywhere present, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive, omniscient, that it is the field of love that we're a part of, that we live and move and have our being within. It is never far. It is always right where we are. We're at the center of it at all times, in all situations, regardless of what's going on. We are grateful and thankful to wake up from the delusion and the illusion to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self. And we are grateful to consciously remember the truth that sets us free. We declare we are not slaves to the ego. We are already free. We're already as holy as holy can be. We are choosing to liberate from all thought of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. We choose love, and we share the benefits with our brothers and sisters because we're one with them. So grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to experience the freedom of our true nature. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. (laughs) All right. So we are talking about breaking painful habits, something I know a lot about. And what's so important, I was talking about this in my depression demolition program, uh, which I love, by the way. So grateful I'm doing what spirit tells me to do. And... In that program, I was talking about how what we're doing is not behavior modification. No, spiritual awakening, spiritual healing is not behavior modification. Just like if people would like to change how their body is. For instance, somebody's overweight, they're out of shape, they feel miserable, and they don't feel good about themselves, and they're sickly, things like that. If they see the answer as medication, if they see the answer as behavior modification, if they could just staple their stomach, if they could just stop eating sugar if they could, whatever, if they're looking for these kinds of things to be the solution, it becomes a problem because those things are all temporary. So what we're doing, and it's not that any of those things are bad. They're not. They're not. Let's stop labeling things as bad and wrong. But 
We can change our mind about things, and then everything changes. We change our mind about ourselves. We change our mind about spirit. We change our mind about our brothers and sisters. We change our mind about life, and then everything changes. It's profound how we can work these amazing transformations through working at the level of the mind. Honest to God, folks who are in my Finding Freedom boot camp, folks who are in my year-long Masterful Living course, these folks are discovering that they can change their minds about life, about themselves, about love. And then what transpires is their whole family will change. And the way that everybody relates to them will change because they are changing their mind about themselves. And because all minds are joined, the healing occurs. I have seen profound transformation happen because someone in the family has a deep spiritual practice. They don't have to share it with anybody else. Nobody else needs to know about it. I don't tell my family about my spiritual practice, and nobody in my family asks me about it. They have zero interest in it. So I don't need to talk with them about it. Why would I? They're not interested. <laughs> and that's fine. It used to feel I used to feel disappointed and deprived of their approval, connection, that kind of thing, them understanding me. But I just decided, you know what? These thoughts are causing me pain. They love me. They appreciate me. That's all that matters. And I can see how if, for instance... Like my, my my nephew, one of my nephews is an engineer. I don't ask him questions about engineering. I ask him questions about his work. I'm interested in what he's doing and how he feels and thinks about it. But I, I'm really, I don't under, even understand engineering. But he can explain things to me in a way because he knows I don't understand a lot of that stuff. And so... That's fine. That's good enough. So many times we look to just find something that's missing, something that's lack. And for me, I definitely had a habit of looking for what was missing. Instead of being appreciative of what I had, I was complaining about what I didn't have. And I did it over and over and over again for decades. And now I'm interested in being appreciative of what I do have. That's where I am. There's a section in the text. It's chapter 4, section 4. And it's called This Need Not Be. It's very helpful. And I've gone over it before. And I'm going to go back to it and talk about some sections I don't think I've talked about before, starting with paragraph 7, where Jesus is telling us here, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to go to paragraph 6, where Jesus says, watch your mind for the temptations of the ego and do not be deceived by it. It offers you nothing. When you've given up this voluntary dispiriting, you will see how your mind can focus and rise above fatigue and heal. Yet, you are not sufficiently vigilant against the demands of the ego to disengage yourself. This need not be. The habit of engaging with God and His creations is easily made if you actively refuse to let your mind slip away. The problem is not one of concentration. It is the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. Hmm. 
side with me consistently against this deception and do not permit this shabby belief to pull you back. The disheartened are useless to themselves and to me, but only the ego can be disheartened. Okay, so in here, he is telling us, you will see how your mind can focus and rise above fatigue and heal. And it can rise above pain and heal. But as of yet, we're not sufficiently vigilant against the demands of the ego to disengage ourselves from the demands of the ego. And here's how we do it. We develop a habit of engaging with spirit and spirit's creations. Now, what he says is this habit of engaging with spirit is easily made if we actively refuse to let our mind slip away. So this is where we become vigilant only for God. And that was definitely what I decided to do. I didn't know how to do it, but I decided I'm going to be vigilant for God. So I started to say that to myself. I'm vigilant only for God. I think the thoughts I think with God. I only think the thoughts I think with God. I started to say these things to myself. And now check this out where Jesus says in paragraph 7 here, the problem is not one of concentration. It is the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. And certainly, who would be worth consistent effort if not ourselves? Sometimes people would say, well, maybe their children are worth consistent effort when they don't feel they are worth consistent effort. But even when it comes to people and their children, there are times when they're just not believing, thinking, that their children are worth that consistent effort. And they fall into the place of resentment, anger, annoyance, frustration. Why? Because they're having a human experience. Of course they are. So sometimes we can hear ourselves or others say things to their children they're beautiful, impressionable children when they're intensely annoyed. The child says, I don't want to wash my hands. And the parent says, I don't care what you want. You're going to wash your hands now. And I don't want to hear anything more about it. Well, that's not very loving. But there are times when people are just annoyed, frustrated, irritated. It's too much. The child has no real concept that their behavior is intensely irritating and I mean, many children have times when they are intensely irritating. You know, you you can take them out for dinner, take them out for ice cream, take them to a beautiful place and a fun fun place, and bring their friends along, and all it's still not enough. Now they're arguing about they won't let me taste my their ice cream, and right there's just no cease. Sometimes in the complaining and the irritability uh, or the the constant uh, microaggressions of the egos in children. And sometimes we just snap and react to them, right? So the problem is not one of concentration. It is the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. So when I read something like this in the course and I'm contemplating it, I will then say to spirit, to the Holy Spirit, higher Holy Spirit self, I'll say, I'm interested in being consistent, which really is the number two characteristic of God's teachers in in the manual for teachers, chapter four, uh, Jesus Jesus calls it honesty. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, we're going to be consistent. 
If we're going to live in this world in an honest way, we're going to be consistent. And we are going to not blow where the wind blows. We're going to go where spirit goes. So let's just admit, okay, I have... Uh, I have a belief that no one, not even myself, is worth consistent effort. However, that's just a belief. It's not true. Therefore, it's not true for anyone, and it's not true for me, even if I believe it every minute of every day of my whole life for a hundred lifetimes. That still doesn't make it true. So Jesus is very clear. This is a belief that we have, and that belief is that no one, including ourselves, is worth consistent effort. So the truth is not that. The truth is something else. The truth is everyone is worth consistent effort. All are worthy to have, give all to all. So to have the benefits of consistency, which are connection with spirit, knowing our true identity, right identification, spiritual liberation, to have these benefits, give all to all. Give all love, all compassion, all patience, all kindness, all willingness to all. So we might start from a place of being able to just do that a little bit. But we can get really, really good at it. Because where he says here, the problem is not one of concentration. So that is not an issue. Being able to be consistent and concentrate, that's not an issue. It's that we don't believe anyone's worth it. So let's say to the Holy Spirit, show me that everyone is worth it. I'm offering up to you the belief that no one is worth it. I do not need that belief. All I need is the truth. Show me the truth. Take from my mind the blocks to love, the blocks to the truth. Let the truth prevail in my mind. And then mean it. Stick to it. If you don't find it happening, keep going back, stating the willingness. So in this, he says, after he says, it's the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. He says, side with me consistently against this deception and do not permit this shabby belief to pull you back. The disheartened are useless to themselves and to me, but only the ego can be disheartened. So when we're in that particular form of pain that is feeling despair, disheartened, that we don't have what it takes, we can turn that over and open ourselves to the highest possibilities of love. I feel disheartened. I feel dis depressed. I feel discouraged. I feel despair. These are the things that I'm feeling. I feel anger. I feel resentment. I feel jealousy. I feel hurt. I'm handing it over to you, Spirit, because I know that I wouldn't have these feelings if I were attuned to the truth. I only have these feelings because I am choosing to believe things that are not true. I value the truth. Show me the truth. Let me live inside the truth and give up all the blocks to truth. And then this next sentence really knocks me out. It's paragraph 8 where Jesus says, have you really considered how many opportunities you've had to gladden yourself and how many of them you've refused? There is no limit to the power of a son of God. 
but he can limit the expression of his power as much as he chooses. Your mind and mine can unite in shining your ego away. Release the strength of God into everything you think and do. Do not settle for anything less than this and refuse to accept anything but this as your goal. Watch your mind carefully for any beliefs that hinder its accomplishment and step away from them. Judge how well you've done this by your own feelings, for this is the one right use of judgment. Judgment, like any other defense, can be used to attack or protect, to hurt or to heal. The ego should be brought to judgment and found wanting there. Without your own allegiance, protection, and love, the ego cannot exist. Let it be judged truly, and you must withdraw allegiance, protection, and love from it. So, have you considered the opportunities you've had to gladden yourself and how many you've refused. Well, I can I can tell you, I think of so many times, not specifically. I don't remember them specifically because I asked to have anything, any memories that are painful that I don't need to be wiped from my mind. So I really don't have specific memories, but I have vague memories of thousands of times when I had an opportunity to choose love, to choose patience, to choose kindness, to to be caring, to be gentle, to be open-hearted, open-minded, forgiving, transparent, all these things. And instead, I was vengeful angry, irritable, unloving, unkind, uh, not compassionate, hurtful, etc., etc. Resentful, jealous, all of it. I had the opportunity to go the other way. And I recognized I did. But I, I didn't want that. I wanted to fly the pirate flag in my <laughs> Heart and mind, I wanted to say, no, F you, no. I don't have to be anything. I don't have to forgive. I'm never going to forgive. I'm always going to remember. I will never forget. That was where I thought my power lay. And that's typical. When we're identified with the ego, we think our power comes from Increasing the sense of separation, withholding love, being cold, shutting people out, controlling and manipulating with gusto. This is where we think power comes from. But that's no power at all. It's exhausting. True power is love. True power is uplifting and inspiring and energizing. You, you could have lost an entire night's sleep and been laboring hard and you would feel energized and inspired if you're in tune with the truth. But if we're aligned with ego and thinking ego thoughts, we're going to feel exhausted and tired and run down. And again, something's missing. Our vitality is missing because it really comes from aligning with love, with light. You know, one of the things that people say to me all the time is, oh, you get so much done, you get so much accomplished, you do so much, you're so busy, I, I don't know how you do it all. Well, yeah, I, I do a lot because I'd, I, I find my work can be so creative, teaching classes, doing this podcast, uh, the, my daily shot of spiritual espresso, writing those, recording the prayers, uh, teaching the classes, all the different things that I do, uh, all of that is inspiring to me. It's energizing to me. It's not depleting. It's fulfilling. What's depleting is negativity. Thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. 
That's exhausting. That's depleting. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so, but I, I used to not get anywhere near as much accomplished, and I would feel exhausted and tired. But believe me, every night when I go to bed, every single night, I'm using the sleep app now. It's not the, it's not, I don't think it's that great, but I'm trying it out. If anybody knows a really great sleep app, uh, you can send it to let me know, please. Um, and uh, so every night when I go to bed, you know, ask me to fill out this list of things that are particular to that day. And every day is a good day. Seriously, not joking, not pretending to be happier than I am. Every day is a good day. And every day when I go to bed, I am tired. I'm physically tired. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so those things I notice are consistent every single day. Oh my gosh, it's time for me to go to a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and don't you know, I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. And a big thank you to all the folks who have written reviews. It really is a solid help to us in sharing the podcast because the more reviews you write the more the podcast platforms promote it because they figure real people actually are liking it because real people (laughs) opposed to the bots uh, as opposed to the bots uh, real people are actually saying that they like it and writing about it so it it means that they show it to more people because they believe that it has a real audience. So that's a great way to pay it forward. And also a huge thank you to those who send in donations, especially the folks who sign up for the uh, recurring monthly contributions. It helps us in the ministry, the Power of Love ministry, to be able to plan what we can do, what we can afford to do. And we're working on some big projects this year and uh, pretty excited about it uh, to uh, really support uh, the A Course Miracles community even more. And uh, to, I, you, you know me, I love to give away as much free stuff as I can. And so your contributions help us to plan. And so thank you for that. One of the easy ways to do it is to sign up for the A Course in Miracles text messages, free text messages. And you can do that at acimtexts.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com. And one of the thank yous I'm offering is we, uh, this, my sacred circle, which is my weekly spiritual counseling uh, call. Uh, it's a group call, and we do it on Zoom. And you can come and just listen, or you can get the downloads. You can ask me any question that you like, and you can get one-on-one counseling in the group from me. Uh, it's my sacred circle. You can learn about it at jenniferhadley.com. And for the listeners of the podcast, uh, I have a special discount. So it's $55 a month. Normally for podcast listeners, you can get a, a discount to $33 a month. And your discount code is 33SC. So when you go to pay for it, 33SC. And so you can sign up for one month, check it out, see if you like it. Uh, Of course, you can always sign up for my daily prayers, my daily shot of spiritual espresso in your email. 
And you, to sign up for that, you can text the word prayer to 53557. Text the word prayer to 53557. But the most important announcement I have coming up is my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp starts on Sunday, June 6th. Finding Freedom from Fear Spiritual Boot Camp. So if you've been listening to this podcast for years and you've been thinking, one of these days I'm going to do one of Jennifer's programs, this is a critical time to do it. We really, it's about, we're talking about with the virus and everything we've been talking about, herd immunity. Well, let's think about herd immunity to the ego, right? And so that's what we're going for at The Power of Love is herd immunity to the ego. So Finding Freedom is my spiritual boot camp class, and it's all based on A Course in Miracles principles and really applying them, really doing the forgiveness work, not just saying I forgive, but actually letting go of the root causes of our resentments and our regrets and the guilt and the blame and the shame. And that work is very challenging to do, but it is so much easier to do when we do it in a group. Plus, when you do my Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp, you don't have to figure out what to do. Just join in with the group and let's have some fun doing it. So it's powerful, 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 powerful. And uh, you can text to get to my events page, text the word events to 53557. Text the word events to 53557, 53557. Text the word events. Or just go to jenniferhadley.com and find the events page. You can learn all about finding freedom. And again, we start Sunday, June 6th. We have a great group. All right. So, oh, and Karen J. Gardner, she was my recent guest, and she's doing her course, Living a Course of Miracles from a Deeper Foundation, starting June 5th. And then we definitely have the Parenting with Spirit program starting at the end of June. So let's go back here to the... Breaking the painful habits, and uh, I'd like to share with you something that I was contemplating recently. I sometimes uh, listen to Abraham Hicks things, and uh, I I appreciate the wisdom they bring through. So I I was listening to something they said. And I adapted it a little bit, not not much, just a little bit to make it more a little Course of Miracles. And see what you think of this. Feel into this as an affirmation. I am a teacher of God. I am an extension of universal love. I practice keeping my vibrational frequency in alignment with my true nature so that anything lower feels off to me. Because I care about the way I feel, I guide myself easily toward thoughts and things that feel good, and therefore I am always on my path of awakening. I'm going to share it one more time. I am a teacher of God. I am an extension of universal love. I practice keeping my vibrational frequency in alignment with my true nature so that anything lower feels off to me. Because I care about the way I feel, I guide myself easily towards thoughts and things that feel good. And therefore, I am always on my path of awakening. Now, going back to where we were in the text before the break where we were seeing here that what Jesus was saying to us about feeling, right? So he's telling us, your mind and mine can unite in shining your ego away, releasing the strength of God into everything you think and do. Like, 
yes, I choose that. Hello. (laughs) Do not settle for anything less than this and refuse to accept anything but this is your goal. Watch your mind carefully for any beliefs that hinder its accomplishment and step away from them. Judge how well you've done this by your own feelings, for this is the one right use of judgment. So this is what Abraham Hicks is always talking about, that you can tell how well you're doing by how you feel. And Jesus says the same thing. Truth is true for everyone all of the time. So we have, and and this was me, I, I, I was so used to feeling irritated, frustrated, annoyed, angry, hurt, upset, that I didn't even notice it. But when I got into doing this true forgiveness work that I share in my Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp in Masterful Living. And you can't, you can't join Masterful Living till next year. Registration is closed. So this is, this is the big opportunity here, Finding Freedom boot camp. But in, in there, that's what we're practicing. We're practicing the true forgiveness that clears out the mental and emotional clutter that obstructs our ability to see and know and feel and hear more clearly what the truth is, and to choose higher choices. We think the thoughts that cause our despair, our pain and suffering, and it becomes a habit. It's like reaching for something. You Let's say you rearrange the furniture and you're used to opening up the cabinet or whatever it might be, reaching for something, and oh, you don't keep it there anymore. I, I could give you an example. In our family's house up in Maine, for, I don't know, 30-some years, the silverware drawer was in this one drawer. That's what it you know, where it was. And then um, for some reason, my when my dad remarried and they built a new island in the kitchen and they moved the silverware drawer to the island in the kitchen and now it's in a new drawer. Every time I go there, and it's that, that island has been there for years now, the silverware drawer has been moved for years now, Once a day, when I'm there, I go to the wrong drawer for silverware. It's just a habit of looking in that space. (laughs) And so, (laughs) we are creatures who can become habitual. I wouldn't say we're creatures of habit, but we can become habitual habitual like that. But all it takes to interrupt those habits is the willingness to let them go and instead have a habit of aligning with spirit. This is our free will choice. Put spirit in charge. You cannot fail. So judge how well you've done this by your own feelings, for this is the one right use of judgment. Yes. Now, I, when I read this earlier part here, your mind, your mind and mine can unite in shining your ego away, releasing the strength of God into everything you think and do. Yes, please. So I was contemplating this earlier. It's about waking up every morning. And one of the first things you do is you align with the divine. Jesus tells us, say, you decide for me. Jesus, you decide for me. Jesus, you show me the way. Jesus, you tell me. You tell me what I need to know. You tell me what's most important. And there are times when we're going to get this insight and this guidance, and we're going to think, no, 
no, I'm not doing that. I, I used to do that all the time. No, I don't want to do that. Now I can see. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It is about becoming a vibrational match for the truth, for that alignment. And once we make up our mind, this is what we are doing. We are reclaiming our true identity. We are giving up our attachments to the pain, to the suffering, to the blame and the shame. We're giving up our attachments to our beliefs, our perceptions and projections, so that we can stand in the light of truth. Once we move into that position, it gets a whole lot easier. Always in finding freedom in masterful living, the folks I see that are having the breakdowns, having the biggest challenges, they are deeply committed to their own perceptions and projections, their opinions and their judgments. Now, check this out. In paragraph 9, Jesus says, You are a mirror of truth in which God himself shines in perfect light. To the ego's dark glass, you need but say, I will not look there because I know these images are not true. Then, let the Holy One shine on you in peace, knowing that this and only this must be. Remember, this is in the section, this need not be. So the only thing that must be is this perfect light shining in us that is that Christ light that is our true identity. Then continuing on here, let the Holy One shine on you in peace, knowing that this and only this must be. His mind shone on you in your creation and brought your mind into being. So our mind came into, my mind, your mind came into being because God's mind shone on us in our creation, in the creation of our mind. His mind still shines on you and must shine through you. Your ego cannot prevent God from shining on you, but it can prevent you from letting God shine through you. So when I read something like that, that's when I say, oh, okay, so my prayer is let God shine through me. Let God's love, God, let the Christ shine through me, as me, in, through, and around me. Let me see the Christ light shining in my brothers and sisters, for it is there. So let me recognize that it's there and stop labeling them bad, wrong, not good enough. Let me open to see the Christ in all. And then there's nothing to be disappointed about. Pain is a wrong perspective. Lesson 190. Pain is a wrong perspective. Jesus goes on here, The first coming of Christ is merely another name for creation, for Christ is the Son of God. The second coming of Christ means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule and the healing of the mind. Jesus says here, I was created like you in the first, meaning uh, uh, like us as Christ, the Son of God. He says, and I have called you to join with me in the second coming of Christ, which is, means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule and the healing of the mind. He says, I'm in charge of the second coming, and my judgment which is used only for protection, cannot be wrong because it never attacks. Yours, your judgment, may be so distorted that 
you believe I was mistaken in choosing you. I assure you, this is a mistake of your ego. Do not mistake it for humility. Your ego is trying to convince you that it is real and I am not. Because if I am real, I am no more real than you are. That knowledge, and I assure you that it is knowledge, means that Christ has come into your mind and healed it. So there's another simple prayer that we can make. I am willing that Christ come into my mind and heal it. I am willing to recognize the Christ in my own mind and to recognize it in my brothers and sisters. I am willing to know the Christ is awakened alive in me. I am willing to give great thanks and gratitude that the infinite Christ mind is awakened alive in my mind. It is there now and forever and cannot be lost to me. Holy Spirit, let me recognize the Christ in my mind. <laughs> Sweet, right? Oh my goodness, I love it. Just could just 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 uh, fall right into contemplation on that. He says here, and this is the last paragraph. I do not attack your ego. I do work with your higher mind and home of the Holy Spirit. Whether you are asleep or awake, just as your ego does with your lower mind, which is its home. I am your vigilance in this, because you are too confused to recognize your own hope. I am not mistaken. Your mind will elect to join with mind, and together we are invincible. You and your brother will yet come together in my name, and your sanity will be restored. I raised the dead by knowing that life is an eternal attribute of everything that the living God created. Why do you believe it is harder for me to inspire the dispirited or to stabilize the unstable? I do not believe that there is an order of difficulty in miracles. You do. I have called, and you will answer. I understand that miracles are natural because they are expressions of love. My calling you is as natural as your answer and as inevitable. Gosh, I just love A Course in Miracles. Thank you, Jesus. So, it is inevitable that we will answer the call. Jesus has called us all, therefore we are all worthy of the call. Yes. I know when I was in ministerial school, uh, our, uh, Michael Beckwith would say that God doesn't call those who are qualified. God calls everyone and qualifies those who answer. I love that those who answer the call. And that's part of my mission in my ministry is to support those who are answering the call because it takes great willingness, it takes real courage and strength, inner fortitude, and a desire to wake up to answer this call. Most people are not answering the call, but those who are will ignite more and more and more. And that's a powerful thing. So this is why I love so much and why I'm so dedicated to supporting the people who are willing to answer this call and willing to support other people who are answering the call. It's powerful. It's so deeply healing and transformative. Simply to say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to take you at your word. You say, I am not mistaken. Your mind will elect to join with mine, and together we are invincible. Okay, let's do it. I'm I'm going to join with you. Show me how. Show me how to become disinterested 
in all these ego machinations. Show me how to give up all this attraction to guilt and blame and shame and hurt and resentment and fear and doubt and worry. Help me to give it all up. I'm so completely done with it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. (sighs) It doesn't have to be more complicated than that because you see... If we're stuck on, oh, I need to do this first, it's, then it's all conditional. Oh, I, I, I need to be more worthy. That's conditional. That's why Jesus gave the parable of the day laborers to say, no, not conditional. Same with the prodigal son, not conditional. Again and again, Jesus telling stories of how the prodigal son welcomed home as he is. The day laborers paid for the whole day, whether they came at the end or the beginning or the middle, it doesn't matter. Everyone gets the full load of God's divine, infinite goodness. All are worthy. Let's remember the truly helpful prayer, the I, uh, I call it the my purpose prayer. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I'm content to be wherever he wishes knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. It could seem insane, arrogant that we would we would become someone who learns to heal, but we learn to heal ourselves. And when we heal ourselves, all are lifted and shifted. And that is a miracle that we can all bring into fruition. So let's turn it all over to the higher Holy Spirit self, turn it over to our elder brother, Jesus, and allow ourselves to answer the call And truly, it is not ego to say yes. Okay, Jesus, let's do this. (laughs) Yes. My Finding Freedom from Fear Spiritual Boot Camp starts Sunday, June 6th. All the details at jenniferhadley.com. We partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self. We say yes to answering the call, living as the Christ. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Mwah.